Gilda. I'm Steph. And today we're talking about season 46, episode 15 of Saturday Night Live. Yes, it aired last night, which was March 27th, 2021. The host was Maya Rudolph, and the musical guest was Jack Harlow. And also the name of this podcast that I forgot to say is Saturday Night High. I'm high. (laughs) So am I. Uh, Yeah, we get high and talk about Saturday Night Live. New, old, books about it. All of it. All of it. Um, Yeah, last night, so the show started with a cold open, which was titled MTV Spring Break. It was a game show called Snatched, Vaxxed, or Waxed, and Maya Rudolph was playing the host. The contestants were Chris Redd, Beck Bennett, and Kyle Mooney. Um, Yes. uh, It was basically just about guessing which women were in Florida that were either going to get kidnapped, vaccinated, or they were waxed. Cause you know, that's something we should be speculating about. Yeah. This was not a strong cold open for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the voice that Maya Rudolph was doing was not um, particularly funny to me. Mm-mm. No. And honestly, I, I don't recall that many people laughing. It was honestly, a, I haven't heard a cold open flop that badly in a long time. I thought that too, but then the entire episode, I felt like the audience was kind of just dead. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. I was like, damn, did they all just get their first shots like me? <laughs> <laughs> Which, woo, you're almost there. Um, almost there. But yeah, my notes for that were what the fuck nobody has laughed and wow that sucked so yeah i did appreciate the line that was like antibody yaddies that was kind of funny i kind of went ah, ha, ha. but like other than that it was just a pretty bland cold open yeah like you don't want your cold open to start with an ah, ha, ha. okay yeah i guess that was funny like you want to start the show off fucking strong right and then we went from that cold open into Maya Rudolph's monologue, which, you know, I felt like there was a bit of pressure on her after that cold open uh, to sort of bring the energy up again. She started out, she said, goodbye to sweater weather, you know? It has been really fucking nice out lately. Love the weather lately. Um, and then she talks about, uh, well, she she ended up bringing out Andrew Dismukes, Punky Johnson, and Lauren Holt, and she was telling them about you know some advice that she has as an elder. Yeah, I liked the fact that she highlighted the newer cast or the newer featured players or whatever they're f- called. Yeah, I think the featured. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The three new newbies this season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't know. At one point, Maya Rudolph turned to Lauren Holt and said, I hope you're funny because you're very stupid. And I was like, what? Like that just, it was like, I understand she didn't mean it. It just felt really out of place. And it was like, wait, what the fuck? Isn't this supposed to be like building them up? And that was rude. Yeah. I don't know. The energy was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Um, It just didn't seem all that comfortable. So yeah, after the cold open and the monologue, I was kind of like not sure what to expect from this episode. Um, but then we went into a Hot Ones sketch, 
which I think was really great. It had Mikey Day as Sean Evans, and he did really well, in my opinion. He nailed Sean Evans, you know, getting into those deep questions, and he was interviewing Maya Rudolph's Beyonce. Right. And honestly, I did not used to like hot ones, but Steve got me into it. And holy fucking shit. I mean, it's a really good interview show. And I just, I don't know, Mikey Day absolutely fucking killed it. You're 100% correct. Um, Yeah, I, it was basically just Beyonce starting with like Spice 7 and or the hot sauce seven and um, score of like yeah a lot right and he asks her about a destiny's child reunion and she's just like oh nope this is too hot too hot and she goes up to touch her eyes and uh mikey days sean evans says don't touch your eyes and maya rudolph snaps back i know that now you bald bitch and i i laughed at that that was that line just came off so perfectly it was fucking hilarious a plus yeah. writing there. Yeah, no, I loved the way that she did her Beyonce impression. I was a little bit, I don't know, like I wasn't completely sold at first, but then she got into it and I got into it and it was just really funny. And then it ends with her uh, freaking out because everything is too spicy and a producer, one of her personal assist someone comes out and is like everyone is signing an nda this never happened it was alex moffat and i i thought that was a great way to end the sketch it was and then we went into our um our first music video sketch of the night because there were multiples of that and this was about baby boomers getting vaccinated which at first i was like hmm, i don't know if i'm gonna really like this but it was kind of funny i i loved it i everyone it felt like everyone was in it I know everyone wasn't in it that cannot be right but there were a lot of people in it (laughs) um and there was this one line about like you know you if you don't get like the first choice you only get what's left which is Johnson and Johnson that was pretty funny to me that was very fucking funny um I thought Keenan's verse on this was just fucking incredible it brought the sketch from all right this is good to all right that it made I don't know it just it was the cherry on top for me for that sketch um Keenan did great and I loved his um his cane that had little tennis balls on the bottom (laughs) and then he introduced um Ego Nordum's Edith Puthy um he was like Edith 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 (laughs) it was great Oh my god, yeah, that was definitely one of the better pieces of the night. The pre-tapes last night were all amazing. Yes. Um, Yeah, and then we went, our next sketch was a message from Kamala Harris, and something I noticed is that Maya Rudolph now has Kamala Harris's voice fucking down. Like, before she was, like, playing, like, what what did she say, fun-aunt or funt? Um... Uh, or something of the sort like before she was like playing her as a character and this was more excuse me this was more of like an actual impression with I don't know it just felt more serious slash long haul Uh, she had her voice down I was pretty thrilled with this yeah and we got to see Martin Short come on out and be um her husband and really really go for it so yeah second gentleman Doug Emhoff and um, 
there was a Ted Cruz appearance, which I don't know why they're still trying to make this happen. Like, I am so fucking over A.D. Bryant's Ted Cruz. Like, stop insert. Like, I know he keeps popping up in the news lately. That doesn't mean we have to acknowledge him. Also, there were so many other amazing things that have happened in the past week or so many other different weird fucking things with politicians or whatnot. Yeah, like, I mean, (laughs) like, I yeah, I just... I felt like that was just like, oh God, again, they could have used that time better. But I thought hey, there was one line that A.D. Bryant had, that my only crime is loving too much and sedition, um, which I laughed at. And then Chloe Fineman had an amazing, on point, perfect impression of Ella Emhoff. And it was Chloe Fineman, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, not sure I just, that was amazing I I want to see more of that you know it was so good that I almost couldn't tell if it was Chloe Feynman I was like wait is that her right <laughs> um we finally had Alex Moffat play Joe Biden um and yeah. I, I liked it I loved his performance yeah I <clears throat> I thought I thought it was um it's definitely improved from the last time we saw it which was I think December um but yeah no i'm i'm down to see him do more as joe biden tangent slightly related uh in terms of joe biden impressions did you see dana carvey's joe biden bit on stephen colbert no i did not oh my god i'm going to send that to you immediately after we finish this episode it was fucking incredible all right i this is not related also but semi-related my roommate's got i don't know how like a 1988 playboy magazine i think probably because like one of them used to work at a flip a thrift store um so maybe it was there and i was looking at the joke section and there was a joke about joe biden in there <laughs> the fucking 1988 playboy i was like damn son <laughs> he's an important player yeah he's been around a while yeah too long (laughs) you know i'll i i i will take joe biden i will take joe biden over joe biden i will take joe biden Biden (laughs) over donald trump so you know i'll deal um marjorie taylor green came climbing through the window and she says yeah she now only enters buildings insurrection style (laughs) (laughs) i lost it at that that was fucking hilarious and honestly really just Maya Rudolph and Martin Short like playing up on like okay clearly Kamala Harris and Doug Emhoff they they love each other they like each other but like playing up on this like raw sexuality slash they were all over each other in this oh my god I fucking loved it it made up for the fact that A.D. Bryant came back as Ted Cruz I didn't care yeah no they were really all over each other to the point that like Maya Rudolph was kind of laughing like she was about to really crack <laughs> and martin short he was kind of laughing too but you couldn't really tell no i mean he i fucking love it when he hosts he was the last person i expected to turn up in last night's episode it was like it took me i was like wait is that is that fucking martin short oh my god this is such a treat <laughs> um one of my all-time favorite snl episodes is i think he hosted the christmas episode and paul mccartney was the musical guest and I don't think there was a sketch I hated that night. It was everybody brought their goddamn A game. Martin Short is pretty uh, fucking great. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I I would not be upset to see him again as Doug. I would not be upset to see Martin Short host again. Like, please, please make both happen, Lauren. Um, yes, we like Martin Short. Mm-hmm. And then, oh God, the next thing. Pete Davidson has done a lot of like weird, not weird musical stuff, but like basically, I don't know. It's like, he's not the new Lonely Island, but he has this like weird Eminem thing going on. Um, and it was basically a pre-recorded rap song, R&B song about NFTs, which there it's an art cryptocurrency and I, that's pretty much all I understand about it yeah this sketch was based on something that is I feel like not that accessible to most of the viewers like I, I had heard the term nft but not well enough to really understand what the hell was going on here I did love the graphics that yes. were used in this sketch it was done really well I thought it was really fun to watch um but yeah it was another song another pre-record um another Eminem Pete Davidson situation and I was kind of like why are we really watching all this right now but then there was a Jack Harlow cameo which also didn't really feel necessary but you know what Mm -hmm. I I took it (laughs) yeah on it that is another I saw a tweet this morning Uh, uh uh-oh Corey at Corey PDX uh, said, I now gauge my age by whether I know who the musical guest is. Tonight, I feel older than ever. And honest to God, I had no idea what the fuck was going on with the musical guest tonight. I was like, why are you in the pre-tape? I'm happy you're enjoying yourself, but I still don't get like who you are or why you're here. Anyway, yeah. Um, I Hello. Um, he has this one song that I've known busy since it came out, What's Poppin', which he, he did in that little medley that he did. Um, it's a pretty catchy song. I don't really know him other than that, but seeing him, he's, he seemed pretty, pretty cute and fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had, there, there was a part, okay, in this sketch, there was um, a part where Chris read, he was, uh, someone asked him if he was Morpheus and he's like, no, but I do have pills. And I was like, okay, that's funny. Um, Kate McKinnon portrayed Janet Yellen, which was pretty fucking good. Um, I, yeah, I said I did not understand a whole lot of this, and by a whole lot, I mean all of it. So, yeah. Um, so that that was, I mean, like I was glad that that was over. Essentially, is how I felt about that sketch. Like I was watching it, and I was like, this is kind of fun to watch, kind of interesting, kind of, you know, oh look, there's Jack Carlo. But like. Yeah, then we went into Jack Harlow's musical, his first musical performance, which was a medley. I can't pronounce, I don't know, I didn't look up the pronunciation of the first song. Tyler, Tyler Harrow, we'll just say that. And what's poppin'? And he was wearing leather pants, which was kind of fun to see. Love a good leather daddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, yeah, that was... The musical performance we went into weekend update uh which i actually thought was pretty solid weekend update i laughed out loud and by laughed out loud i mean like shrieked a few times um there was a joke about gun control that you know yeah you should have to put down five references of people that should say yes this person should definitely have a gun it's like that 
doesn't actually sound like a bad idea. Yeah, um, they talked a little bit about Joe Biden. They, they started off the whole weekend update with Joe Biden falling and they showed that like footage. Oh, yeah. And then, and then they talked about how he has like the cheat sheets. Um, and they showed it and it was you equals Joe Biden. Um. Which again, okay, funny, like, Again, the Dana Carvey bit on Stephen Colbert talks about this. Like, yeah, he's an old man. He's going to forget shit. But every president has used briefing binders and they have notes. Like no person can be expected to go out there and answer questions on a variety of topics with specific numbers. And like no president has ever, like Barack Obama did it. George Bush did it. George Herbert Walker Bush did it. Like we can play this game. Like everybody has done this. This is not a scandal. And what I found really just the ironic cherry on top of this was a commentator on Fox News. She's talking about how, oh, Joe Biden uses cheat sheets. And she's like looking down and reading off of her paper. And it's like, okay, bitch, you have an earpiece, a teleprompter and notes. And you're complaining about the president using a briefing binder. Like, really? And that has been really with Steph and Gilda. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they did show Trump's um, some of his little notes, and that, at those I was like, really, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and I mean, just how Colin Joe said it was, I want nothing, I want nothing, I want nothing, no quid pro quo, or something like it was just like so like rhythmic, and yeah, it was wonderful. He said it was a rap from the Legally Blonde musical, I think. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> um, God, yeah, so they were talking about different members of Congress and how when they're on shows, there's all these guns behind them and people running for office with their guns. He says it looks like they're running for president of ISIS. And then segue right into a thing saying, I don't know if you remember when they tried to hang you two months ago. And it's like, yeah, hmm. Yeah, uh, in line with the two months ago they talked about how trump tried to claim that the they weren't attacking the police officers they were hugging and kissing them and trump wouldn't know the difference between those things anyway that that did get i think a bit of a reaction from the audience if i yeah that he wouldn't know the difference between kissing and assault yeah and yeah, the audience was like, the audience was there for that joke. And honestly, good. The yeah. man is a rapist. Like, call a spade a spade. Yeah. Um, Cecily Strong portrayed Sidney Powell. And I didn't really enjoy this bit at all. But I did notice that Che looks good. And I have like five O's in that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cecily Strong, she's had a lot in just this episode alone, I feel like um yeah this this little bit she did like a little turkey sound a few times quite a few times actually um and she just made this face that looked like the joker which that made me sort of laugh but yeah it was it felt like we could have been using that time for something a little bit different um yeah i i agree there was a joke about the peeps flavored soda which fucking ew yeah what the hell (laughs) Like, I, I, I thought it was a joke, and it's apparently not, and I have absolutely no interest in finding out what the hell. Like, that Peeps Pepsi? No. I don't like Pepsi anyway. Why the fuck would you make it taste like a Peep? 
Have you ever done peep jousting though? Peep what? Peep jousting? Peep jousting. Yeah. So you take two peeps and you put them on a plate and you get like the long barbecue skewers, like, you know, like the wooden, like for shish kebab stuff. And yeah. you stick it in the peep and you put them on the plate in the microwave. And as they expand the sticks, you you see which one pops first. This wait, I don't get what the sticks do in all this. Okay, oh, so I the guess... peeps, the peeps oh. are here. So the peeps are here, and you put the sticks into the regular peeps, and then as the sticks expand, the or as the peeps expand, the sticks, it's which peep is gonna pop the other one first. Interesting way to to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't take much to amuse me. Um, no, we, so yeah. And then Weekend Update ended with actually a really, it was funny, yet it was heartfelt. It was serious. It was a good mix. It was sad, but in a good, it was a good, good bit, or not a bit, but like it was a good piece by Bo and Yang. And he was talking about uh, the recent attacks on the um, Asian community and or Asian communities. Um, and I, it was funny, he comes out and Colin Jost, uh, it was obviously a joke, but he says he introduced him as the Asian cast member. And Bowen Yang was like, oh my God. He's like, Bowen, that's what you told me to introduce you as. He's like, yeah, I set your ass up. <laughs> I thought it was very, I thought that was very, I was like, okay, this is, it's a, it provided levity to the segment. Whereas you can't just like dive into that. You have to make, yeah. Right. I love Bo Yang's energy and just his attitude. It was great. I loved how, you know, he started off really serious and then he, he had a few jokes. He was like, you know, call your senators and demand that they know about the lesbian characters on Sailor Moon. That, that was funny. Um, <laughs> but then he got a little serious and like, just, he put a little nice little, he said fuel up in Mandarin, which was it was just nice. Yeah, I it it was a really good way to end weekend update. But yeah, the next sketch I expected to see something like this tonight because I meet Maya Rudolph and Kenan Thompson. They are just both very silly, and they were both on cast at the same time because you know Kenan's been around forever. Um, so it's like I knew they were going to do something that felt like the kind of stuff they did in the early 2000s. This was a dance class or it was a casting for a Broadway show. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but two choreographers were hired. <laughs> it was because... well, here, here's what happened. Okay, please please take this. I I was so like, what the fuck? It jumped. I was not into it. Please. It jump a lot. And I was also not really into it, but from what I could gather, yeah, it was Beck Bennett and Lauren Holt were in charge of this cast of dancers for a show. And um, I think I wasn't really paying attention that closely, but if I remember correctly, because of COVID reasons. They needed to get a new choreographer. And so Lauren Holt hired uh, Keenan and Beck Bennett hired Maya. And they they both come on and they're, you know, wacky, zany as hell characters. And they don't, they, they're like rivals. They don't want to work together, but uh, they really need to work this out because Lauren Holt and Beck Bennett can only pay one of them. and turns out these people are 
these people as and Maya and Keenan are like long lost lovers and that becomes just a whole sort of like subplot it plays out <laughs> yeah I I the only things that I laughed at during the sketch were I believe one of them looked at a poster was like well we have to do this for John Bonnet Ramsey or something of the sort and they're like no no that's Annie little orphan Annie and then um when they came up with whatever the fuck dance it was like some like hip thing i have no idea it was like an old part it was like old people that i don't fucking know i was it like was, what are they doing the choreography was so funny to me it was like you know shake your hip tap your foot <laughs> shake your hip tip the hat and um when beck bennett and lauren holt looked at each other and they were like okay this is bad right and they're like yeah we're, we're in trouble <laughs> like that was fucking funny it was. And Lauren Holt almost broke during this sketch. And I really, I love it when she giggles and when you can tell she's having a hard time because it's like, I don't know, she she's just having a good time up there. And yeah. Yeah, she's cute. I can't wait for her to get, you know, more prominent parts. Yeah. And I do think there's going to be a bit of a cast exodus after this season, because as we talked about a week or two ago, like there's 20 people in the cast right now. Um, Like, I think it's, I mean, Keenan can do whatever the hell he wants. I I don't care about Keenan, but I truly think it's time for the eighties, Cecily, Kate, and there's one or two others that I saw last night that I was like, Oh, well, and, um, Jost and Che are leaving. I'm almost certain of it. Michael Che has been promoting his new special on HBO, which drops in May. There's no, yeah, I, I don't see them sticking around, especially since I believe there are four head writers right now, which kind of means I believe they're transitioning. So, yeah, I think Che posted. Does he have on Instagram? I don't know. I saw something on Reddit about him like confirming that his his contract was up. I mean that okay I didn't see that but that does make sense hang on but just because it's up doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to renew it but I don't think he is planning on renewing it I don't I don't think he is no why can't I get prior to the start of the season Anna Dresden was promoted to co-head writer alongside Che Jost and Kent Sublet okay okay so yeah there are four yeah there's no way um the next sketch oh Jesus the Barfly Awards Uh, well this was uh an awards show hosted by drunk cecily strong um again she's, she's really out here with these characters but I, I do like when she plays strong characters she's really good at it yes she's very good at that i will never get tired of seeing that but yeah i don't know yeah this is essentially an award show for just a bunch of drunk people speaking of drunk this this isn't really relevant to the podcast or anything but Last night I drank. I had quite a few shots, but I had Ciroc, um, and I didn't feel hungover at all. Very nice. Highly recommend. Um, that that's vodka, right? Yeah, I did. Well, I did that with Bailey's and Kahlua. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that sounds tasty. <laughs> My favorites. I I would got I would get espresso like an espresso vodka. But I, mean, okay. I don't really feel like looking too hard. I just wanted no. to get vodka that was not yeah. going to throw up the next morning. I, that, that's that, that's I valid, about. yeah. I am not much a vodka person. We did have uh, rosé, though. Hampton water. It's fucking nice. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. I was, I, I just felt that this was kind of mocking people with drinking problems because it was so clear that everybody in this sketch was like over the top, way too motherfucking drunk. And I'm not going to lie and say I haven't been there as someone, I was never a bar fly, but I drank heavily for a small portion of my life. And I prefer not to go back to that, but I don't know. I just, it felt mean. It felt icky. And it was so fucking long. I was like, why are we still doing this? It was so long. And the way that it ended, yeah, it ended with like, it was like last call and they had to go pay. It was just. Yeah. No. Nah. I, I fucking hated that. And then we had our second Jack Harlow performance. He performed same guy with Adam Levine. Lev- Levine, right? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't tell that was him at first. I was like, who is this man? First of all, he was sitting. Did you see him sitting in the back? I was like, why is this guy sitting? I did um, not see that. Yeah, and he stands up, and I'm like, what? who's this Adam Levine-looking motherfucker? <laughs> Turns out it's him. Well, and I mean, he kind of looked like a homeless person. He was wearing, like, a trench coat, and he was, like, all scruffy and whatnot. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, is he going to flash us? Is he going to, like, go back to his cardboard box after this? Oh, I shouldn't. That's mean. But, like, it's, uh, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's SNL. Do, do better than that. I was waiting for him to take that big old coat off uh-huh. and show us his tattoos like it was a Super Bowl again. Right. <laughs> uh, honestly, I felt like that was where it was going. And while I was slightly disappointed when it didn't happen, I was just more confused. I was like, wait, then why did you wear that? You, you could have worn anything in the world. Like, literally anything. Anyway, yeah, that was all I had to say. It was generic, meh, I'm old. I don't know. I that's It's not my type of thing. I'm woman enough to admit it um the last sketch i really fucking loved this was the maya ing and it was like the shining um mm-hmm. and it was just it was so great there were it's sort of you know there were like i can't even talk about this I, she, she was walking through the hallways and looking at all the pictures of like you know like the old hosts or whatever and she saw what was it what's his name Derek jeter yes and then and then she saw jeff gordon and she was like for both of those she was like oh you know what could have been and then the third picture was kevin spacey and you know (laughs) she she just like looked at it looked away and kept walking and it was the perfect motherfucking reaction um and yeah it was basically just a sketch about how you know you're when you're on SNL, you're kind of always a part of SNL. And when you come back to host after you've been a cast member, yeah. And it was, there was Tina Fey as one of the original. Rachel Dratch. Yeah. um, I, oh, and someone on Twitter, and I completely, completely, completely agree with this, said it was uh, Mike Murray of the SNL power ranking. Uh, he's the creator of the SNL power rankings and he does data analysis. He is a contributor to the SNL stats podcast, which is a thing that exists that up until a few weeks ago, I did not know existed. Um, it posts on Reddit or is that a separate statistician that posts on Reddit with like this, that somebody posts on Reddit with like scores for each, um, what is it, cast member? And it sort of goes off of like their screen time and whatever. It's yeah, quite interesting. That's, it's that guy. It's that guy. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it actually is very fucking interesting. But um, he said, rough cold open, but liked the pre-tapes and the award for wildest claim, needed a Lauren cameo in the Shining sketch to push it over the edge. And that was actually absolutely fucking correct. Like you had so many cast members or like popping back and oh they've hosted they have they have the shine blah 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 I don't know I just felt like having Lauren just like in the background of something would have really kind of bumped it up a notch but at the end they were like because it's like oh when you're a cast member you never really leave and this is always a part of you and you always come back and then um they said well she's like will I ever will I ever get to leave and they're like Maya you you never, you never left. And they had photoshopped her into the season one uh, SNL cast member photo. And I thought that was fucking perfect. It was perfect. It was cute. I love a good little shining homage in my SNL. Yeah. And it was really well shot. It was really well done. There was a Gilly shout out for the twins, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Gilly is one of the only Kristen Wiig characters on SNL that I ever truly fell in love with. Um, and I also will say this kind of uh, hit close to home for Steve and I, because we at one point went on a vacation and we got snowed in and we were watching spooky movies and it was like, oh, let's watch The Shining. And so we watched The Shining. And then the next day we did shrooms and we tripped balls. And it was uh, not a good choice to watch The Shining the night before you uh, take you do you take some psychedelic substances and you realize oh we're snowed in in a cabin and we just watched a movie about people that snowed in that got snowed in in a cabin and went crazy and now we're uh, yeah no zero out of ten stars do not recommend fair enough psychedelics are a little bit tricky sometimes yeah um, I, I will say that. The first time I watched it and it chapter two, I was on acid. Very nice. <laughs> and that's, and that is wonder. And I am very happy you had that experience. I just think the similarities between the situations were a little too close. We were both snowed in. It was a little too close. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> both snowed in. People go crazy. We were enjoyably crazy at first, but. Ugh. Yeah. Luckily I've never had to deal with fighting a monster that is just a you know, embodiment of all my worst fears. Um, no personal experience with anything related to that other than my depression. All right, anyways. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, my God. So, yeah, my worst of the night was uh, Barfly, and dance class was a damn near close runner-up, but Barfly just felt icky. My worst was the cold open, just because for a cold open, it could have been better. That is a solid choice. My runner-up was Maya Rudolph as Kamala Harris. Uh, the combination of her and Martin Short was perfect, and Chloe Feynman as Ella Emhoff was just fucking perfection. She was great. I fucking love Chloe Feynman. My runner-up was Weekend Update because okay. this was, you know, a like fully pretty good Weekend Update. I had to say, and then my best was. Uh, the last sketch, the Mayang, I, I just, you know, The Shining, I had to. Yeah, that was my, that was my best as well. It was so fucking well done. It, it was a work of art. I yeah, honestly, that's a sketch that I will literally, I know I'm going to be watching it for years to come. 
Yes, a, a new classic. Yeah, um, and I love it when you can instantly spot those when it's just like, oh, this is going to be something people, you know, this will be in clips in 10 years or whatever. So, yes. but yeah, that is it for our recap of season 46, episode 15. You can find us on most, if not all, major podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. You can find us on social media. Follow us at Sat Night High Pod. Night is spelled N I T E on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah. Um, uh, you can find me, Gilda, on Twitter on Saturday nights when Saturday Night Live is live. Uh, live tweet them. Come talk to us and let us know what you think about the show. Or email us. Yes. We. Our Gmail is satnighthighpod, and our website is satnighthighpod.com. And until then, happy spring highs. Happy spring highs.